Just. Two. Idiot. Stock. King. So you've heard this saying, dot, 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 as long as the day is long. Right? You're familiar with this. You know, you throw in any kind of analogy you want. You know, he's as strong as the day is long. You know, you know where I'm going? You're shaking your head. You're shaking you. your head. Yes. Is that a yes? That's a yes. That's a nod in agreement. So I got to thinking the other day. I know. You smelled it. <laughs> and uh, I was thinking, here it is, middle of winter. And I consider myself a fairly intelligent guy. And I was thinking, if I'm as smart as the day is long, does that mean I'm smarter in the summer? We are just two idiots talking. We've got a, uh, well, we've got a show for you this evening. It's the Tuesday evening show happening on Tuesday afternoon. Full on recap. Let's recap it, baby. We've got the college recap. We are going to win the lottery on this show. As you guys know, it's going to be huge. It's going to be fantastic. Many people, many, many people are saying it's going to be the greatest lottery win of all time. I'm going to do fantasy recap. Ken's got a bit of trivia for us, just like a bit of honey. It's delicious for about 30 seconds. And we close the show out, as we always do on Tuesdays, with the NFL recap. Isn't it only 24 units, right? It's only 24 units as as the day is long. Day's only 24 hours, except for that one or two that it's 24.2 or whatever. That's why I'm asking you. I, I don't know. I'm thinking like daylight hours. Like, oh, so like, like I know for a fact that when it comes to drinking, I'm as drunk as the day is long. I'm drunker more in the summer than I am in the winter. <laughs> Are you going that, on off the Jewish calendar? Sunrise to sun, sunrise, sunrise to sunset. That's what I'm, well, I don't know what it means. That's why I'm asking you. Uh, well, when did the saying originate? Were we working based on the, uh, the traditional calendar or the Jewish calendar? That's I, the question. I didn't dig into this. These things are unknown. So I guess maybe you ought to do some more thinking. Let's maybe jump in. You <laughs> <laughs> got a little bit extra time that way. Yeah, exactly. Let's jump in. We've got the college recap. We left off with the Alamo Bowl, Oregon at Oklahoma. Everyone was on Oklahoma. And that was intelligent. Uh, this score was not even close to indicative how this game went. What a freaking shellacking this was. I know last time, Ken, you said you hadn't watched it, but you did have it recorded. Did you subject yourself to that awfulness? I didn't partake in the whole thing. <laughs> um, Oregon's just bad. Um, I mean, they're worse than, than their record indicates even as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and everybody played. They just didn't have the coach. But a uh, new coach comes in now. We'll see. He's got uh, – he's busy coaching, you know, a national championship here. Uh, but then we'll see if we can he can turn things around, going from the, uh, the fifth best recruiting class to the 20th. Hopefully we get some transfers over. NIL money starts rolling in. We can start to get uh, – it's not going to be next year because Bo Nick's season is in full effect. Not even that. Did you hear? Speaking of Oklahoma, this starting quarterback for Oklahoma entered the transfer portal over the weekend. 
Yeah, I did see that, uh, <laughs> which makes sense because his coach is gone. But you think that you think that he went to Oklahoma for more than just Lincoln Riley, right? You would think, and you would also think that you have a better chance of winning at Oklahoma than. I mean, they're they're going to be a top ten team next year for sure, right? I would assume they start out that way. Well, maybe not now. Why not now? Why not now? It's Big Twelve. I mean, are they? When do they make the move over? It's not next. I thought. I think. I think it was like twenty twenty five. Oh, is it that late? Something I thought like it was that. Like a two year process. So I guess it still wouldn't be next year then. But um, yeah, he's out. We'll see where he goes. USC. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a chance of winning there. You know. Yeah, I guess you play in the Pac twelve. It's, it's not in a bowl game. <laughs> yeah oh for <laughs> uh yeah this was brutal um bo nix is heading to oregon so that's just another year of nonsense that we'll have to deal with uh it'll be interesting to say the least well nobody's getting better in the pac-12 that's the whole thing that's true yeah. nobody's nobody's leaps and bounds I know that the team that I root for had the worst recruiting class in the Pac-12. How that's possible is beyond me. <laughs> Colorado's beating them out. <laughs> Oregon State, better recruiting We're... class. Ooh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Wazoo, better recruiting class. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Well, I, at least that's a fun offense. You know, I, I, could, I could see some guys wanting to go there and sling it around. You know, that's kind true, of I guess, yeah. Play. So you got that, but, I mean, they should be able – Washington should at least be able to bring in defensive players. You know, that's what they're known for. So, I don't know. We'll see. They, they all saw that snow up in Seattle a couple weeks ago, and they're like, oh, no, not going there. <laughs> Hopefully this new coach brings brings an air raid offense that gets people excited, and then and then he can build on that. We'll see what happens. At Pac-12, you are not going the right direction, folks. Uh, realignment, total realignment is what we're aiming for now. I've got an idea when we when we get up to the uh, when we get up to the championship games. I got I got an idea I'll throw out at you. See you not, all right. Speaking of championship, this was Maryland's championship. They had the Virginia Tech to take on the Hokies. We were on Maryland. The quarter was on Vautech. Uh, Maryland gets it done outright. Tugavaloa's brother slinging it out there. I did not watch any of this game. Neither did I. As a matter of fact, I just found out that Virginia Tech won, or that Maryland won. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> on to the next game. Clemson at Iowa State. We were on Iowa State. The quarter was on Clemson. Uh, Iowa State, I didn't watch it, but I saw a lot of what happened. Just a bunch of bonehead time management. And this Campbell, that's uh, Ohio, our Iowa State's coach, is supposed to be like this hot ticket coach now. But mm -hmm. he just mismanaged the clock like it was going out of style. Brock Purdy, Brocktober, uh, also just a clown sack in this one. Iowa State lost this badly to Clemson, who's – who's reeling and I'm, I hope they stay where they're at for the rest of the Dabu Sweeney's tenure in this program. What do you mean? It was, it wasn't it like a seven point game. How, I mean, yeah. So that's not a bad beating. 
No, but they could have. They should have easily won this game. Was the problem? Iowa State should have easily won the game. They had a run. Whoever their running back is, I don't know what his name is, but he was just he was just reeling. And then they kind of went away from him. I stopped yeah. watching in the third quarter. I was like, "This is yeah, it's garbage." Yeah, <laughs> I think the game ended twenty to thirteen, a real barn burner. So you know, and it's always fun to watch Clemson. <laughs> yeah, might. <laughs> On to the next game, North Carolina at South Carolina. You and the quarter were on South Carolina, and I was on North Carolina. South Carolina gets it done outright. That's all I know in this one. Somebody got mayonnaise thrown on him. That's the other thing that I know. (laughs) Outside of that, uh, nope, had no interest in watching this game. Didn't even record it. Yeah, I'm a fan of mayonnaise, but if it was dumped on me, I I might uh, start gagging a bit. Have you had the Duke's mayonnaise? No. It's, It's really good. Download, rate, subscribe. You get after it's the tough, Dukes fan. It, it's tough to find in, in these parts. It's more of a South. It's more of a Southern thing. But uh, once a in a while. Special order. Once in a while, I see it at the store. Then I'll grab a grab a jar. Okay. I'll keep my eyes peeled from, from here on out. That's what we take away from South Carolina, North Carolina. On to the next game, Tennessee at Purdue. The SEC woes continue. Purdue gets it done outright. We were all on Purdue. This game looked like it would have been exciting. However, I did not partake. This game was absolutely exciting. I did partake in the whole thing. The, uh, there's a wide receiver for Tennessee. His name is Tillman. This guy cannot be stopped. He's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. They got uh, the, uh, the guy slinging it to him. His name Hooker which is <laughs> Hooker to Tillman. He was, he was born to do it, but Tillman didn't even have as many yards as this cat, this kid from Purdue Thompson had 200 plus yards all over the place. This thing, they were just throwing it wherever they, wherever they wanted to. Purdue, giant killers. If Tennessee's some sort of giant, maybe once upon a time, well, if, if you could tell by the score, there was not a lot of defense in this game. <laughs> yeah, 48-45. Yeah. And Purdue would have absolutely crushed them, but they had so many bad turnovers that they kept Tennessee. Well, Tennessee came out to an early start or an early lead, and then Purdue fought their way back in. But Purdue could have absolutely rolled them if they hadn't have been just throwing interceptions all over the place. It's kind of the MO of Purdue's entire season, it feels like. You know, they – they limit the turnovers once they're once they're ranked and uh, they have to show it. Then they drop the ball and turn it over, so to speak. And no pun intended. On to the next game: Pitt at Michigan State. We were on Michigan State. The quarter was on Pitt. Quarter didn't anticipate no Kenny Pickett. Michigan State gets this one done. Now, not only Kenny Pickett. Now, I did watch this game as well, and this game was act was actually quite entertaining. But Pittsburgh's backup quarterback to Kenny Pickett comes in. He ends up breaking his collarbone <laughs> on a on a he's he's lunging for the end zone into the corner. Collarbone broke should be shattered. And then uh, we bring in the third string quarterback. Otherwise, perhaps Pittsburgh wins this game. Could have been a different story. However, it wasn't. So fuck you, quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Thus, that Purdue game began my streak of uh, redemption in the bowl games here. I don't know if you noticed. There's a whole lot of green on, on my side. 
On to the next game, Wisconsin at Arizona State, our first push of the bowl season. Uh, I was on Arizona State, you in the quarter on Wisconsin. The number was seven. It ended, I believe this one was 20 to 13 as well. And even seven, Pac-12, Ofer, the big old bagel in uh, bowl games. Yeah, the story of this game was uh, Braylon Allen. That guy is a beast. Braylon the beast is what I want to call him. There's got to if Seattle wants to continue with this running game, they got to find some way to get this guy on the team because he's just I th- he had he's got 3 years to go before he's eligible. No, he was a freshman this year. You only have to be away from from your from your graduating class for 3 years. So he's two more years. Two to go. Sorry, two to go. Two to go. <laughs> he rushes for 159 yards in this one. Uh, he had a 60 some yarder at one point. So that's a third of it right there. Um, but j- no stopping this guy. He's, he was recruited as a linebacker. Did you know that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> that, that just goes to show. That was about the only excitement in this game though. Just watching him play. Yeah, it's you know, this is, uh, this is the time I was cashed out on any ancillary bulls. Uh, next one, wake out Rutgers. We were all on wake, uh, Rutgers got the invite, you know, a week before, uh, we saw this one coming pretty easy to call. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, uh, bother to partake in this one. If it had been Texas A&M, maybe, but, uh, Rutgers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Nobody's watching Rutgers, not even in Jersey. Yeah. (laughs) On to the next game, the Pac-12 woes continue, Wazoo at Central Michigan, and again, no Power 5 team has lost or has beaten a non-Power 5 school as Central Michigan takes the outright also. The quarter had this one. It believed. It believed and knew. He's just Uh, a fan of Central Michigan. So how how many minutes of this one did you watch? Absolutely settle. I'm on I'm on with that as well. That's uh Perhaps if it was BYU, is that who they were supposed to play? Washington State. Oh, Miami, Washington State. That, uh, yeah, and then Boise State, Central Michigan. Yeah, well, I have no interest in watching Central Michigan, period. <laughs> Washington State, you know, they fling it around. So. Yeah, yeah, something to see anyway. On to the next game, the first of the college football playoffs, Cincy at Bama. I did watch this when I was on Bama. You in the quarter were on Cincy. Uh, this one, it was, I mean, the score was 24 to six, but I'm not sure that it was that close. The running back for Alabama had hit the over on his total yards for gambling in the first quarter. Yeah. I stopped watching shortly after the first quarter of this one. I was like, Cincinnati has no chance in this thing. No chance whatsoever. Yeah, it's almost like they coached like they wanted to play with Alabama. You got to kind of coach to to win the game in these ones. You're, you know, the mid-major that's supposed to you get you finally get your chance and then you come out and coach like that Cincinnati. You got to kind of risk it and go for it here. Yeah, you got to you got to come out with trick plays and gadgets and all kinds of other stuff and leave it all and, out there so to speak. Yeah. yeah. Their they defense do. had no chance though. Yeah, yeah. And well Again, their their defense where they're good cornerback. So even I mean Bama could pass, but um, they just ran it right down their throats. And since he was not prepared, that's what Bama's going to do. Nick Saban knows how to 
how to coach him up. He's okay as a coach. That's what I've heard. I'm, I'm not familiar with him. No. <laughs> Aflac. I heard he likes Aflac. Yep. He, he, he does get a paycheck from them. So on to the next college football playoff game, Georgia at Michigan. You in the quarter thought it was too many points. I knew that Michigan wasn't going to be able to score on 11 pros. That's what Georgia's defense has. 11 pros. <laughs> Another so the- route. The big mistake in this one is when Harbaugh went for it on fourth down in his own zone, down 7-0, and then Georgia immediately answers. It's 14-0. I was like, this game's over. I shut it off. Yep. <laughs> that's So we were watching at the casino. Uh, that happened on uh, – or yeah, it was 14 nothing. I was like, yep, I'm going to the tables. I'm out on this. This one's, <laughs> this one's too easy. So here's my idea that I'm going to spring on you as far as what college football needs to become from now on. Everybody that is not in the SEC needs to band together and build their own mega conglomerate and say, SEC, you be on your own. We all know those Gulf states are going to be their own country here within the next five years anyway. Right. So we might as well just dismiss all of them, let them go do their own thing, and then let's have some competitive football. And then those guys can do their own little – 14 team mini league thing, whatever. And then at the end, it's like, uh, it's like the globe trotters, right? So it's the globe trotters. The sec takes on the rest of the country. And it's like the little league world series, how that works, right? You get a champion in your league champion in the sec, and then a champion overall, just one game against the sec. Only if, only if the non-SEC team has to wear uniforms that say Washington Generals on it and the SEC team gets to wear the red, white, and blue. That's It has to happen. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> on to the next game, Penn State at Arkansas. Uh, we were on Arkansas. Do it again. The quarter was on Penn State. Arkansas gets it done. Just run, run, run. I did watch a little bit of this one. Um Just the beginning, though, it was close. It was 10 to 7, and then uh, there was a bad turnover. Arkansas did a trick play. Wide receiver throws it right to Penn State right before halftime, and then I was like, okay, this game is boring, and then I changed the channel to a game that is coming up here, but that's all I watched on this one. So I went went down the wire on this one. I absolutely loved it. This kid, K.J. Jefferson, is a man among boys. It's not even fair that he just, he just takes the ball and says, I'm going to run right here and you ain't going to stop me. Yeah. And he's, he does it every you. time <laughs> because he's I'm the big, quarterback because I'm bigger than you. He had over a hundred yards rushing in the third quarter, <laughs> but then <laughs> he gets stop it. Ben State. do it again, do it again. So, but, the, but then he gets hurt. So you didn't watch the whole thing. He gets hurt. Then the change up is this little guy. He looks like, like uh he looks like um edelman only he's skinny he can't weigh over 100 pounds this guy but he's the fastest guy on the planet so he just runs outside and nobody can catch him try try to stop me do it again it's it's absolutely crazy now this now arkansas to employ this going forward you just have jefferson come in beat the snot out of people get them tired of tackling them and all this other stuff. Then you bring in the speed and the speedy guy, everybody's already gassed. And then he runs for 200 yards. 
that's exactly why Arkansas won that game is because Jefferson got hurt and he got hurt. He came off the field and then he was going to go back on and he was like, he was halfway on. He went, nope. Turned around <laughs> and went back. I'm out. I'm out. It's not happening. Not happening, so, sweetheart. And and when he when, when he got hurt, I thought, well, he just got the wind knocked at him because he he landed on the football mm-hmm. or somebody landed on him and the football. You know, one of those knocks the wind out of you type things. Yeah, you get up trying to trying to breathe, but you can't. Yeah, no, no, he didn't even get up. At first, he's like, he's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. <laughs> And then gets I'm up trying goes, to stay alive here. Yeah, gets up, goes to the goes off, and then this little kid comes in. I swear he couldn't have weighed 110 pounds. This guy that's, had arms like me. SEC football, baby. <laughs> on to the next game: Oklahoma State at Notre Dame. This one also, we were all on Oklahoma State. Uh, wait, this was a push, wasn't it? Mm-mm. Or no, Notre Dame was minus two. Yeah, we were all on Oklahoma State. Uh, they get the outright victory. Uh, this one looked like it could have been exciting as well. I did not. I was in recovery mode on this one. This was absolutely exciting. And Oklahoma State absolutely crushed them. The only thing that Notre Dame has is a tight end, and that's it. <laughs> What's and new? If you, if you can't just double cover that guy and get, and eliminate him from the game, Oklahoma, or Notre Dame doesn't score but 14 points maximum. Right. This one was lots of fun though. And that Van Gundy, or is it Van Gundy, Gundy, whatever his name is, you know, I'm a man, I'm 40 mullet. Yeah. Mike Van. I think it's Gundy. I think it's just Gundy. Just Gundy. Yeah. He's a hell of a lot of fun. Just, just watching him. Yeah. He he looks like he belongs at Oklahoma state. Yeah, exactly. This, well, he's been there for 20 years. That's so. true. That's true. He just kind of forced it upon us is what happened. <laughs> On to the next game. This is the one that I switched to from uh, Arkansas, Penn State, Iowa at Kentucky. Um, I had real money on this one. A lot of work for a push. Kentucky, man, they just they had them dead to rights so many times. Turnovers. Iowa just was not. Kentucky had it in their end, it seemed like, all the time and just could not score the football. I don't know why. Just could not punch it in. Well, you know why? It's because Iowa, the only thing Iowa has is defense. That's true, yeah. Right? <laughs> Here's what stood out for me. This little this little guy that's wide receiver for Kentucky. Yeah. Um, what's his name? I'll pull him up here. Robinson. He reminds me of Tyler Lockett when I see him only with better moves. But this guy is so fast. Did you see when he got when he got hurt? I was like, oh my God, I think they just killed that guy. <laughs> but two two plays later, there he is. Two plays later, he comes back in there and scored a touchdown right after that. This that guy was absolutely amazing to watch. Yeah, just throw toss him the screen and let let that man do his work. Iowa would have won this game if they would have converted the fourth down. Uh, I don't know how much of this game you watch, but late in the game, there was like four minutes left in it. If they convert fourth down, then they absolutely win, but not to be had. Not to be this had, but also, they, that's the same can be said for Kentucky. I feel like they turned the ball over on downs like three times in Iowa's zone too. I was like, just let's go here, boys. Come on. Well, at least that's where you turn it over. I mean, that's where you, where you fail to convert. Right. Yeah. Not in your own zone. 
Yeah. You know, no, no, was no Brandon Staley. Iowa's defense played really well in that game. I was very impressed. One of the touchdowns I was, or one of the interceptions that they had, I was like, what are you thinking of, man? There's it's, he's throwing it to a guy that has three guys around him. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was exciting, but also uh, it was really bad football at the same time. It was very bad football, but, <laughs> but the reason it was exciting is because it was close. Exactly. Exactly. And if I was, I wonder if I was their, their best player, this, Linden bomb or whatever, the left yeah. tackle, he got hurt right before they were going for it on fourth down. I'm wondering if he was in there, maybe that, maybe that changes the game. Right. Just hide, hide behind him. Just squeak in there. Oh, and I have one other question for you. Does Iowa always have somebody with the name Van Ness? That's a mighty fine question of that. <laughs> I am unsure. There was a Van Ness yesterday. I was like, huh, another one. Death, death, taxes. Iowa has a Van Ness and a good tight end. That's right. <laughs> exactly right. Every year. Laporta is was his, is his name, the tight end's name. Laporta. Laporta, yeah. He's he's uh he's destined for the NFL. I believe he actually comes out this year, so we'll see what happens there. On to the granddaddy of them all, Utah at Ohio State. Uh, we were on Ohio State. The quarter was on Utah. Ohio State gets the win, but hoofda, did they uh, try not to? Yeah, they did. How about this kid? Um, 326 it, yards. Three, 346 yards. That's a good day for a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. You got Stroud, the bonus. You got the Stroud, bonus as a QB. That's right. Stroud <laughs> threw for over 500 yards. And after a while, I was like, you know, maybe start just double teaming this guy because he's torching you every time. Yeah, this one was uh, – I actually, I was watching, and then I turned away because I was like, oh, look at this, Utah, going to take one for the Pac-12. Then I turned away. Then I got a bunch of texts did you bet on this shit? And I was like, no, why? What happened? And then I look back, it's 45 to 45. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Um, somebody want to play some, some defense in this uh, was the story of the game here. Uh, I don't know how you, it didn't, it's not like Utah was a juggernaut. I mean, they had one, they had one kick return for a touchdown, but it's not like they were dominating. Yeah, offensively, but I mean they were way up at one point. I think they were up by by two I think it was like yeah, twenty one seven at one 21-7. point. Yeah, that sounds right. And then, and then yeah. all of a sudden Ohio State goes, uh, we're gonna we're gonna take the we're gonna take the lead into <laughs> halftime here. Yeah, we'll we'll go ahead and take this from you guys. We gave you your taste. Now here we come, boys. Actually, they were still down at the half, but they interviewed the the Utah coach and he was like, Well, we need to do this, that, and the other. And I was like, but basically everything is what yeah. <laughs> everything better is what you just said. <laughs> we didn't, we didn't close it out great, but uh, let's see if we can't turn it around here. They, they didn't, but it's still a, a close, good game. Uh, I wish I would have watched the end. However, I did not. On to the next game, your darling dear of the season, Baylor at Ole Miss. Uh, me and the quarter were on Baylor. You were on Ole Miss. Baylor's defense getting it done. This was a defensive battle till, I mean, till the end, really. However, um, there was finally some points scored after halftime. I believe the halftime score was seven to zero. Yeah, I only watched the beginning of this game, and I know that Ole Miss is quarterback which is 
basically their team got hurt early. Yep. The, the kid that goes in to take over for him, his first throw is an interception. I'm like, this, this is not good. This is <laughs> not going to turn out good for you guys. Tw- 28 total points. I know Baylor's played good defense all year, but you expect more than seven out of, out of Ole Miss, right? And Lane Kiffin. Yeah. You, I mean, he's got to draw something to get at least another touchdown in there. Yeah. I didn't watch anything beyond the first quarter of this one. Yeah, it, this one was on in the background. I, I was uh, doing other things. I did watch a little bit of the beginning, and I was like, oh, a defensive battle. Look at this. And then um, I I believe I actually turned it off right after uh, what's his Martell or whatever his name is for uh, Ole Miss got hurt. Oh, okay. So Corral? Uh, Corral, yeah. Corral. Um, Baylor does it to you to close out the season. You just couldn't get them this year. Ah, yeah, those <laughs> swine. <laughs> Damn you, Baylor. One game to go, and then we'll also do the FCS playoffs. We'll make that pick on Thursday. Um, that or the championship, I mean, um, NDSU and uh, Montana State. We will go ahead and make that pick. Uh, on the next show that does occur this weekend. And then we got LSU and K state. Woo. Yeah. That's one. I won't have a lot of feedback on. Yeah. That's one I will not be partaking in as well. So with that, let's move into the lottery, because as you know, we're going to win the lottery on this show. So here we go. Random number generator one through our favorite number 69 First number on the board, 66. Double six. Okay, that's it for that high numbers. <laughs> oh, here we go. Next number on the board, 33. Oh. <laughs> interesting, interesting yeah. approach. Do we have a pattern building here? <laughs> Next number on the board, 45. we had 45 last time almost had you almost had you there next number we've got number seven this is a good spread right here i was a bit you know what i was gonna say seven right before you picked your last number and i was just about to say it before you said seven everything's divisible by three and then we get yeah then seven (laughs) It's, it's an interesting card, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Next number, 23. Wow, real good spread on this Love one. Love that number. That's a good number, baby. <laughs> Michael Jordan? No, my birth date's on the 23rd. Oh, wow. <laughs> and we've got a Powerball of? Seven. 12. All right. Now everybody knows the numbers that are going to win this week or tomorrow. It's going to happen tomorrow. Because it's over a half, it's over a half half billion now. So we'll be playing until it's done. So be prepared to draw again in two days. Yep. Here we go. Here we go. We're gonna win the lottery on this show. Well, unless I if we you. win, unless if we win, then we then no more doing, lottery ever again. We won't be doing any anything in two days except partying. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't even have to return from leave then. <laughs> That's right. That is the lottery numbers. Let's move now into the fantasy recap over the weekend. Ken, do you have any idea how you did? I do not. Um, I watched the Dallas game. 
and went, shit, this guy. <laughs> Every time you pick him. <laughs> and also, I watched the uh, I watched the Chiefs Bengals game, and I was like, why don't we just stack our team with everyone from Cincinnati every week? Well, see, I was looking at that. I was looking at Chase, and then I was like, well, Burroughs can't do this back-to-back games, right? So that's why that's why I didn't go because I was gonna, I was thinking Burrow Chase, but I was like, well, geez, he just had 500 yards last game. There's no chance he's gonna do it again. But you know what he did? He did it again. He did it again. <laughs> so I had an abysmal week. This was probably my worst week. Uh of the year, I came in at 395,040th. I had 65.3 points. Oof. Oof, that is I, bad. I hitched a lot of Miami train. Did not work out. Yeah, when they score three points, it's tough to get a lot of points out of them. Exactly, because <laughs> Tua came in at a at an abysmal 6.3 as a quarterback. That's icicles? Icicles there. Uh, Damian Harris, New England, serviceable, two tutties. Uh, why didn't he get more? Because the Stevenson character gets all the touches after that. 17-7 from Harris. Uh, Tampa struggled with the Jets. Uh, Ronald Jones, 3.7 icicle. Jalen Waddle, 7.7 icicle. Philly struggled with Washington. Devontae Smith, 8.4 icicle. Odell Beckham Jr. 14-9, nothing. Just just average. And he and he barely got that touch. I mean, outside of a fourth, a fourth down touchdown, he was nothing to be yeah. had. It was brutal. It was a brutal week, like I said. Gerald Everett, 6.6. And Seattle put up 51. That's that's when you know you have problems. Rashard Penny, all of a sudden. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> Dawson Knox, Josh Allen couldn't throw anything but interceptions. So the the bagel from Dawson Knox. <laughs> yeah, but but Allen just took it to the ground. He just tucked it and run. <laughs> well, he threw what three picks in a row, and he's like, you know what? I'll just run. Yeah. <laughs> Dolphins defense, another bagel. Can't even pick defenses. Tennessee torches them. Dolphins finally play a quarterback and get roasted. You did far more serviceable, coming in at 302nd, 1877th, with a total That's of one more, of... That's what, more serviceable? More serviceable. 107.84. Dak Prescott actually had flames. 24.04. Yeah, well, okay. He did have three touchdowns, but it was it was hard to watch, and nothing was going to... My handcuff was the problem. Yeah, yeah, you'd think you'd learn. You'd think you'd learn. Sony Michelle, very serviceable again, 18.9. Yeah, two touchdowns. That's right. Did he have two touchdowns? That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one rushing. Oh, no. One touchdown, but 74 receiving yards. Rushing. Chaboy Foreman in Fuego, 22 2. That a baby. Jalen Waddle, as we established, icicle. Terry McLaurin does what he does, 13.1. I mean, that's pretty average, but you expect more out of him. Mm-hmm. Cole Beasley, icicle, as we established, Josh Allen and could not throw the ball. What did Beasley have? Three points? 6.2. Six, oh, 30 yards. You said, yeah, three recepts for, for 30 yards. Yeah, okay. 
Gerald Everett, 6'6". C.D. Lamb, icicle, 8.1. Cowboys defense, icicle, one measly point. One point. They had two sacks was all in the game. (laughs) Come on, man. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. We've got one week left, and we're not going to know if it's backups and who really – a lot of games do not matter, so we'll see what happens. One game we know for certain matters, but I don't think it's in the mix, is it? That Raiders uh, Chargers game. That's so. I've got, um, so we can look ahead, right? So the Raiders Chargers, um, if they tie, they both make it. Oh, really? So people are saying, why don't they just go out? and establish a deal that they both are just going to take knees until the end of the game. <laughs> just run out the clock. No, but then now then, then Staley goes for it on fourth down. <laughs> and then the Raiders go back on their promise. Cause that's what those scallywags do. Yeah, yeah. If they tie. So then who's out Miami, I believe. Oh, is Miami in right now? They no. don't. It's um, the I think the Raiders and Chargers are in. Hold on, right now. Oh, Colts maybe go out. No, because if there's a tie, the Colts are nine and seven. It would have to be if the Colts lose and there's a tie, maybe. That could that could very well be, and I. So that's why they did the Raiders Chargers before it got flexed to Saturday. That's what they that's why they did that. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's so when do they play? I haven't even looked at the schedule. Or wait, no, they play Sunday, but they play at the same time as the Colts. Cause Saturday is Broncos Chiefs. No, it's been no, that game's been flexed to the eight o'clock game. I'm looking at the schedule now. Chargers at Vegas is on NBC. It's the last game on Sunday. It's the last game. Yeah. So that, so we won't be able to have any of those players available. Yeah. The guys so they the- will know then. They will know if Indy wins or loses. So if Indy loses, they could just go, both go take knees. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> just get a pack. Just get a pack going. So, so Colts players are playing, are absolutely playing for it. Right. You would think Pittsburgh maybe is playing for it because. If they win and the Colts lose, can't don't they have a chance? Um, because they're, they're eight and seven, that would put them at nine, seven, and one, and the Colts would be at nine and nine and eight. So Pittsburgh would be playing for something. Who do we want on Pittsburgh? Their defense? Johnson, maybe. <laughs> oh, Najee Harris, maybe. Harris, yeah. Who's Pittsburgh play? Cincinnati? Oh, Baltimore. Baltimore, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll, just go, I'll just go about my business as normal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quit trying to think. That is the fantasy recap. Brutal, brutal. We got a, we got a re- redemption here. However, golf does start this week. We can do golf lineups going forward. Oh, okay. Yeah. Get me a little more, more learned. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. Golf is the funnest DFS game to play.
I'm excited. I'm excited for golf to start again. Oh my gosh. By been... DFS, does that mean dead fucking sexy? Yes, it does. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Speaking of dead fucking sexy, Ken, you said you've got some trivia for us. Hit me with just a real quick one. And this one has some purpose to it, but I'm going to just throw the question out to you and then I'll explain everything else afterwards. There have been seven coaches in the history of the National Football League that have coached in a playoff game, not have to win. Four or seven coaches have been a coach in four Super Bowls. Can you name who they are? Was the Bill, question too hard? Bill Belichick, obviously. Bill Belichick is number one. He's been to <laughs> nine of them. Um, has Parcells been to four? Nope. Just two for Parcells. Just two. Who was Just the Bills? Two. Who was the Bills coach? Um, who was the Bills coach that did the four in a row? I don't that know. His lost name. four in a row. Marv Levy. Marv Levy. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the uh, guy who just recently passed the Denver and Atlanta coach because he did back-to-back, so that's two. So I'm assuming he made it to two more. Dan Reeves is accurate, and this is the reason for the question. And then who would be the last? No, there's you've got four more. Oh, four more to go. Four more to go. One of them won four Super Bowls. He won four in five years. Four and five years. Hmm, I'm gonna go with old school Lombardi. No, he only won. He only went to two Super Bowls. Won the first two. Won the first two. Um, let's see. Andy Reid coached in four. Negative three. Ah. Think of the 1970s. Who dominated? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Do you know the Ooh. coach's name? It was the guy before Bill Cower. <laughs> it was the guy before Bill Cower. That's correct. Chuck Knoll is his name. No, yeah, Chuck Knoll. That's right. He won. He went to and won four Super Bowls. Did Bill Cower go to? No. Nope. Mike Tomlin's been to three. Mike Tomlin, I think, has only been to two. He's won both of them. Or he won one and lost one. Or was he the... No, Cower was the coach. Cower was Seattle. Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. So Tomlin is one and one. Hmm. These are these are all time names. One of them, Minnesota Vikings, did not win, but went to four. I don't know who their coach was. Bud Grant. Oh yeah, Bud Grant. He's in four the time, four time loser. <laughs> and it's been and it's been forty years since he's been to a Super Bowl. Who was who? Who was coaching the Niners? Um, nope, no, it's not Niners. Not Niners. So one of them uh, coached Washington football team. Joe Gibbs has three. Ah, He won all three that he went to. One of them coached for two different teams. You want more hints? Um, yeah, hit me with them. Number two on the list all time coached for the Baltimore Colts and the Miami Dolphins. He had a Don Shula, six times he went to the Super Bowl. The last one coached for one team and one team only. Some people think it's America's team. Yeah, who was the one? Uh, who? What was his name? Once you tell me, it's going to bother the hell out of me. <laughs> Tom Landry. Landry. Five times. He's number three on the list. Five times he went. Three-time winner, two-time loser. How many Super Bowls do the Cowboys have? Five? 
They've been to five. They've won three. Or no, well, no, no, no. He was three and two. Jimmy and Johnson Jimmy... won two more. Yes. And they then five. And then who and then who was that coach from Oklahoma? Uh uh Barry Switzer also won one. Oh, did he? So they have six wins? Mm-hmm. Oh. Because Switzer won with with Jimmy Johnson's players. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jerry was like, see, it's validated. Then it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's still so, reeling. RIP Dan Reeves is the reason for the question. Um, kind of under the radar. Yeah, I didn't. I just uh, so when he passed, I was like, oh yeah, he went to two in a row because he got beat by his former team. He got beat, but huh? Cowboys. No, Dan uh, Reeves. So he he coached Denver. They won, and then the next year he coached Atlanta, and Denver beat Atlanta. Oh well, that wasn't the next year though. That was so. That was a few years later. No, wasn't it back to back? He went back to back. He went back to back with Denver. He lost back to back with Denver. It was against the Giants and then against San Fran. But I thought he. I thought he won one with Denver and then lost to Denver against I've Atlanta. The, I've got it pulled up here, actually, so I can give you the. Oh, I'm sorry. You were correct with Joe Gibbs. He did have one loss. I'll give you. So it was actually eight. I was <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> I know it stings. <laughs> All right. Dan Reeves. Lost Super Bowl 21 to the Giants then lost the next year to the Washington Redskins. Two years later, got whooped by the 49ers, 55 <laughs> to 10. And that, and that was in 1990. His next appearance was in 1999. That was with Atlanta. That was the year that Minnesota had the, yeah, the kicker and then got beat by Denver. But I thought he coached Denver to the Super Bowl the year before. But I, I must be wrong there. No, Mike Mike Shanahan had back to backs with John Elway. That was the Terrell Davis era. Yeah, they beat Green Bay, mm-hmm. and then they beat Atlanta. Yeah, the two to two to close out Elway's career. Dan Reeves. So here's what I have to say. Now, I hate the Denver Broncos. <laughs> this this goes back to the old AFC West era. You know, Seattle, the, the, the two teams that I didn't hate it, And back then it was five teams. Right. If you remember, it was Kansas city, San Diego, Oakland Raiders or Los Angeles Raiders, whichever they were at any given moment. And the Denver Broncos, the chargers were always just kind of okay. And the <laughs> chiefs sucked just like Seattle. So I never hated either one of those teams, but Denver and the Raiders, both hated them, absolutely hated them both. The one year, the first time that Seattle almost made it to the Super Bowl, they had beaten the Raiders twice that year and then lost. The, the third th- one always gets you championship. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Raiders went on to win the Super Bowl. Did they win the Super Bowl that year? I think it was no, they, they might have lost to the Redskins. Let me let me think here, or let me look here. To the Hogs. Uh, no, they beat the they beat the Redskins. That was the one that Joe that was the one that Joe Gibbs lost. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look over there. Full circle, full circle. 1984. 
January 84. It was the 83 season. That was when uh, Kurt Warner was a rookie. Not Kurt with a K, but Kurt with a C. Yeah. Anyway, Dan Reed, so For all I've, always, I've always respected heavily John Elway. And the reason I say he's the best is because I've seen him play so much and saw things that he did. And it's not like today's NFL, all right? It's not Aaron Rodgers, as great as he is, he's not dealing with the shit show that he that Elway was dealing with back in the day. That's neither here nor there. Anyway, Dan Reeves, though, I always respected Dan Reeves, even though Denver had Seattle's number more times than not. He was always so cordial in victory and defeat. He was just a, just a great guy, very low-key, very quiet, just went about his business, got it done, played in the ice bowl as well. Threw a touchdown pass as a running back. My man, Dan Reeves. Dan Reeves, love him. The consummate pro. R.I.P. Too bad it was right after Betty White. I think that's that kind of sucked all the oxygen out of that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a big one. Um, yeah, rest in peace, my man. Rest in peace, Betty White as well. But speaking of NFL football and coaches, we've got the NFL recap when we come back. And we're back, and over the break, we decided to spring an impromptu Kraft Dings lineup, and I know what you're thinking. Uh, They just talked about that, and they do it on Thursday. But this is a PGA Century Champion of Tournaments or Tournament of Champions golf lineup. Ken's going to get his feet wet in the Kraft Dings Golf DFS. Ken, are you ready? I'm ready. Are we going to go back and forth? Do you have a lineup already? I do, but I I have I'll give it to you. Let me I'll write it down quick because otherwise I have to back out of the of the thing all the time. Okay. So speaking of just impromptu, what happens when uh, when you come up with a Dan Reeves uh, trivia question on Sunday, but then forget about it until right before we air? Then you got to scramble and start looking through and the the website that I was on, it was listing the Super Bowl, the Super Bowls one by one. And I was kind of quick making tick marks. And if I had just scrolled down to the bottom of the page, it had each coach in their record much more efficient. So I was thinking about this over the break as well. What did Madden get three or four? Madden won one. Oh, we only did one. I think his record is one and oh, let me take a look real quick. Undefeated, um, never lost. John Madden. Why isn't he on the list here? John Madden. I don't even see him on the list. Coaches listed by games, wins, then Super Bowl number. But John Madden's name is not even on the list. How accurate could this website be? Oh, I think I think there are several more now. Let's see. He won in uh, 77 against Bud Grant. That was Bud Grant's fourth loss. That was his only Super Bowl appearance. Because he only coached one more year and then he retired. So that was it. 1-0 for him. Huh. 
I don't know why he's not on the list here. Andy Reid, three Super Bowls, one and two. Yep. Oh, because this list has pe- only people that have to- have been to two. It doesn't have all the coaches that have only been to one. Ooh. That's why. <laughs> On to the Craftings lineup, the impromptu Craftings lineup. Golf season's back, baby. Here we go. It's money-making season. Ken, hit me with your first golfer. My first one is Big Dick Vic. He's hot. At, two, at, two out of two is last two. Really? That's good to know. My first golfer that I went with, he goes by Xander Shoffley. I've heard of him. I have heard of him. Now I do have one player here that I've never heard of. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just. He won on he won on the tour last year. <laughs> that much he did. My number two is, and I don't know if this is a hard H or a or a silent H, but it's Max Homa. Is it Homa or Oma? It's Homa, Homa, Homa. And the reason I picked him is I heard he was on an interview of another podcast that I had listened to uh, about two weeks ago, and I, he was a pleasant fellow. Yeah, so, he's he's quite hilarious. So uh, that's why that's why I picked him. I don't know if he's a good golfer or not, but I saw his name on there. I said I know that name. I'm going to take him. He's fairly cheap. He won twice last year. Had a boy. <laughs> My next golfer that I went with. The mullet and the stash, Cam Smith. Cam Smith. I don't even see him on here. He's in the eight. Oh, or I nine. see. Yeah, eighty-three hundred. Okay, a little rich for my blood. <laughs> my number three guy, and not that I think he's going to win, but I think he could go on these streaks, like you say. Yeah. And you know who I'm thinking of? Who's not going to win, but is a good golfer? Tony Finau my man he's your man too yep uh my next pick tony finau (laughs) (laughs) our man (laughs) here's the guy that i've never heard of before says he's from the united states his last name is champ first name cameron not smith champ cam champ he's a bomber he won once last year real cheap uh, my next guy that I went with, uh, Korean fella, Sung J M, ball striker. M M. Eighty two. I got last year huge hot streak. Won a couple of majors, if I recall. He's not Japanese. He's from the United States, or is he Japanese? Morikawa. No, I'm not. I'm thinking of the wrong guy now. I'm totally. I totally messed up my whole intro. Matsuyama. He won one major, and he is Japanese. Totally screwed that up. Uh, My next guy that I went with, three-time winner last year, Jason Coke Rack. Coke Rack. It's not a coat rack. It's a Coke Rack. My last pick here, I believe his first name is Patrick. He's a goofy looking fella. That's why he can't lay. <laughs> my last pick. My last pick. I went with the volatile, the rule breaking one, Sir Patrick Reed. I almost took him and I was like, now nah, he's an asshole. I can't root for him. <laughs> <laughs> that much I know. 
There you have it. That's the impromptu craft dings lineup. Ken's going to get his feet wet with a no cut event. It gets, it's a lot different. Uh, so this is just, you know, to get you, to get you familiar with how it's going to work. And then the, the events where there's 120 players and then you have missed cuts. Those are the ones that it gets a little bit more challenging. I would imagine that the salaries are a little different too. So you got guys that are, that are um, potential cut, cut missers. Yeah. Yeah. And they're down in like the, the six K's, the six K range. It is always around. I mean, your top guys like John Rahm, he's always going to be like 11. This is the cheapest John Rahm has been since, you know, midway point last year. And he's at 11,000. So uh, it, the, the top guys change a lot more uh, because you get a lot of mid range guys at like 7,000, as opposed to, in these no cut events there, you know, 6,500. So you can, you can build from the top. Let me see. That's fair. (laughs) Now we move into the (laughs) NFL quick pick or the NFL recap over the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, there were some NFL games that were played. We're going to run through each and every NFL game that was played I had myself a good week. Ken, you had yourself a good week. The quarter, serviceable week. It was you versus me for the best record of on the show last night, and I got it done. But let's kick things off with the first game on the docket. Atlanta heads to Buffalo to take on the Bills. We've commented a bit on this game already. Me and the quarter were on Atlanta. You were on Buffalo. Thank Christ for that hook at minus 14 and a half. Josh Allen, no offense. He just could not throw the ball to the guys in blue. So early on in this game, it was looking like I was walking away with this. I was like 14 and a half, (laughs) double that. And I think we'll be okay. (laughs) Pick, Um, pick, pick. And then, yeah. And then things turned around real quick. I didn't watch any of the game, just kind of scoreboard watching and, uh, you know, watching to see how many, how many catches Cole Beasley didn't get. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> you just kept waiting for that bottom line to, to show Beasley. Just it never came. It never came. It never came. That's right. <laughs> Buffalo. Uh, so they're playing for the division. We can do a playoff picture on Thursday, right? Sure. All right. We'll do playoff picture on Thursday. On to the next game. New York Giants at Chicago. We were on Chicago. The quarter was on the New York Giants. We said six is not enough because a touchdown is going to get it done. It, pro- it probably would have if, it, if they needed it to. The Giants, Mike Glennon had four pass yards at halftime, one for two, I believe. Yeah, I think, they're, I think they're, uh, their total offense was like 12 yards or something like that, <laughs> so, something crazy like that. And then and – then, Cause all I kept hearing about was Joe judge given this extensive press conference, like 11, 12 minutes of, of how good they're going to be and how good they could be and all this, that, and the other. Well, he's like, inter- he's, it's another interview. It's an, it's the interview. I, process. Exactly. I'm like, dude, you're not even going to be there next year. What, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, you're <laughs> just setting up the next guy. The giants just can't get it right. Can't say that I partook in any, any part of this game. I don't know who the big stars were um, for the Bears. I've seen Mooney had a touchdown. I know, Before. sons of bitches. <laughs> um, Andy Dalton. I don't know what he did. Uh, uh, I think Montgomery was the guy. 
Montgomery. Yeah. He was the he was the go-to, as he always is with the Bears, it seems. On to the next game. This one I did watch in its entirety. Uh, this one was an exciting one. Kansas City at Cincinnati. We were all on Cincinnati. We thought it was too many points. Did we anticipate the outright? Uh, who knows? No. Okay, crazy part of this game, the end, right? So yeah, yeah. we're Thanks. we're and goal from like the five. Go, 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 and then go for it on fourth end up getting a pass interference in the end zone and then and then go 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 and you're like score already yeah, just on. put it in joe burrow gets hurt <laughs> hurts his leg on one of the plays it was absolutely crazy chase chase he's the man just went crazy in this game just absolutely crazy that one long had, catch that he, the uh, the first one that he had, he just outruns everybody. And Tony Romo was drawing like the play on the screen, and he's like, and then he just did this and this and this, and it's just a bunch of squiggles. Well, then they had, then they had the, uh, you know, where they have the computer thing where they show all the motion of all the people. Yeah, and it's, it zips by everybody <laughs> on the left side. You're like, okay, <laughs> yeah, this guy's all right. He's all right. If you can just throw it far enough, you're okay. Exactly, exactly. And Joey Bats can apparently uh the Bengals look at them take the AFC North. Yeah, who had that at the beginning of the year? Not, not us, you, not I. <laughs> uh Chiefs, they lose the number one seed overall with this loss. I believe that belongs to Tennessee now. I believe you had that. Tennessee, but we'll see. Uh, well, I guess Tennessee probably plays Jacksonville. Yeah, that's they don't right. play the Colts again, right? They couldn't be playing the Colts because uh, they played like back to back. I think t- uh, the Indianapolis played Tennessee back to back this year. They play Houston. Houston's so, giant killers. All you got to do is beat Houston to get a bye week. <laughs> Should be fine. Should be fine. Something you want to do. I'm going to start. I'm going to, I'm going to put that in my back pocket when I think about Foreman. <laughs> take, 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 take. take the under in that one. On to the next game. Las Vegas Raiders at Indianapolis. We were on Las Vegas. The quarter was on Indianapolis. I had this. I said outright even. Uh, Vegas gets it done. Indy, now, now they're fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah, but I, I mean, like week four or five, you didn't even think that playoff was a possibility, right? So they've turned it around. Yeah, and they played Jacksonville to close it out. Oh, so there you have it. Uh, <laughs> nice, nice game to nice game to have. So I guess the Raiders Charger, our Raiders Chargers, just take a knee scenario is probably out the window. Probably, but because, we'll see. Well, weird things can happen. We Trevor just- Lawrence could could actually show up for a game. I haven't seen it yet, so we'll see. I don't have any comments on this game. Didn't see anything. Didn't really see any highlights either. So, nor I. Jonathan Taylor gets a touchdown as he always does. Uh, mm-hmm. Look at him go. On to the next game: Jacksonville at New England. Me and the quarter were on Jacksonville. We said fifteen and a half was too many points. You probably could have quadrupled uh, Jacksonville's score, and they still would have been. It would have been a close game. Well, what was it like 50 to 10? 50 to 10. 
Yeah. Okay. So if they, if Jacksonville doubled up, you still would have covered. If they tripled up, you still would have covered. Quadruple the points. Quadrupled up, then Jacksonville was the money play. (laughs) All you needed was the four X your your points scored there, Trevor Lawrence. And we we think maybe you'll beat the Colts. Mm, Mm -hmm. It is the NFL, though. It is. People can get injured too. You never know. People can get injured. That's true. On to the next game, the uh, the shocker of the weekend: Tampa Bay at the New York Jets. The Jets kept it close. They just, I was waiting for Tampa to pull away. Um, I'm not even a comment on the, the mentally disabled person of the game. <laughs> okay. Very, very good. I don't know about almost one. They were, they won until right at the end. I mean, they were, they were winning this game. And then yeah. Tom Brady somehow scored, needs a touchdown, scores a touchdown last minute of the game. And so goes. Brady v, v Jets. <laughs> yeah, it, it continues. The more things change, the more they stay the same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on with. I just have one, just one quick question for you on the mentally disabled. Does he get another job? No, there's no way. Okay. Although it is, it is sounding like it. You know, more and more like maybe it was justified that he that he didn't want to go back in, but you still. I mean, of course okay. it's. The, of course, it's his show, and he has to go out with his show. Yeah, you could just sit on the bench, though. You yeah. know, <laughs> not do that. <laughs> Google it, kids. Google it. On to the next game. We've been talking about them damn near the whole show. Miami at Tennessee. Tennessee. We were all on Tennessee, unanimous. Tennessee gets it done handedly. Miami finally played a quarterback worth his, uh, worth his shake in the NFL, and this is what happened. Yeah, I was actually pretty disappointed in this. I thought Miami was going to put up a fight. I thought the three and a half was going to be a really close, you know, you yeah. know, within at least game. touchdown, I thought uh, was going to happen here. I didn't see any any part of the game, no highlights, no nothing like that. I don't know if Tua Tungavailoa just was throwing interceptions or, or what happened here, but how is it 34 to three? Miami just could not move the ball at all. They just nothing, nothing on it, offense. I did hear a joke about this from a person who is a Miami Dolphins fan. He said, I didn't get to see any of the games because I only watched the red zone. (laughs) (laughs) So here's a, here's a stat for you. The Miami Dolphins are eight and O against quarterbacks that have an O in their name and O and eight against quarterbacks that do not have an O in their name. Really? People, (laughs) some people are so bored. (laughs) Look it up, folks. Look it up. <laughs> and last time I checked, Tannehill did not have an O in it. Exactly. So Who we should Miami play. Who does Miami play next week? That's, <laughs> that's what we got to look at right here. Real quick. Miami plays New England. That's an O. Jones. Right? Yep. They're going to mm. get the dub. Big win. That's Book it. it. Book it. <laughs> On to the next game, Philly at Washington. We were all on Philly. It took a little while, but uh, thank God the number was only three because Philly comes back and gets it done. Washington looked so serviceable until they didn't. Yeah, I know I was scoreboard watching on this one real close too because I had McLaurin in this one. Was kind of looking to see what Smith was doing. It was not looking real good for Philadelphia from the early out. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, huh, what's happening here? 
Uh, but at the end of the day, Philadelphia closes it out. Did you see the highlight of uh, the, the of stands falling the apart? Yeah. <laughs> the stadium fiasco. Jalen Hurts helps a guy out, takes a couple selfies. What a good guy. <laughs> Jalen Hurts goes to talk to a Philly fan after the game, and the Philly fans are all of a sudden way closer to Jalen Hurts than they anticipated. <laughs> <laughs> Gravity wins again. <laughs> Gravity's undefeated every time. <laughs> On to the next game, the Los Angeles Rams at Baltimore. This Hundley kid just gets it done against the spread. Does he all he does is cover except against the Bears? Yeah. <laughs> but that was his first game. So, you know, he was he was a little rusty in that one. But right, right. He just when, had to when figure you, it out. When you watch him play, if you didn't know it was him, you kind of he he looks a lot like Jackson, doesn't he? I agree wholeheartedly. That's probably why it works so well. Yeah, because you got to hit. Because then you just run your offense. You just, yeah, you know, you insert guy here, and then you run the offense. Uh, Rams just uh, Stafford kind of looks shaky. Yeah, he's like I said, I believe last week his best years are are left in Detroit. Yeah, that could very well be. Thank gosh, Sony Michelle. <laughs> I saw a thing, uh, Marcus Spears and Dan Orlovsky were, were chatting and Orlovsky is, is going to bat for, uh, for Stafford and saying that he's just not concerned. And then Marcus Spears got all bent out of shape and he's like, he's got like three interceptions, uh, per game in the last three weeks. He's thrown like eight or nine interceptions the last three weeks. And Orlovsky is talking about how he's not concerned. And then he's like, well, how can you say, that you're concerned about Dak Prescott argument ensues. And then Mina Kimes is just chilling in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then, well, and then that hits close to, well, okay. Orlovsky backed up Stafford. So they're buds. Yeah. Right? So that's what, so he actually brings that out and he's like, how come you're not concerned about uh, Stafford and you're concerned about Dak Prescott? And he's like, I don't know Dak Prescott. <laughs> so, there you go. But now Spears again played. For the Cowboys, yeah. big fan of, of Dak Prescott, I'm sure. He's a homer. <laughs> yeah. So it's two he's, homers going at it. He got paid him. handsomely by. <laughs> it's two homers going at it, at each other. It'd be like you and I are just arguing about the, how good the Seahawks are. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're, they're, they're real good. <laughs> no, they're really, really good. No, they're really, really, really good. And I, you can't triple stamp a double stamp. <laughs> On to the next game, the Denver Broncos head to the carport to take on the Los Angeles Chargers. Get right game. L.A. needed it. They got it. My faith has been rejuvenated. Don't know anything about this game, to be honest with you, but I'm, I'm assuming. It's Drew Locke. He's, I'm assuming Locke. Yeah. So what are you going to do? That's why we all had this. Next game. Next game. We've got Houston at San Fran. We were on San Fran. Cord was on Houston. Actually, a good game until San Fran pulled away. Trey Lance did get the start in this one. I don't know if you watched anything, but I did see a little of that, and he actually looked quite impressive. Um, maybe Jimmy Graps last year. Um, yeah. Well, the I mean, the guy's gotten a taste enough. I think this year he should be prepped for a full off season, ready to rock. I mean, why not? So we got uh, we got Russell Wilson leaving Seattle. Jimmy Garoppolo on the cheap. Just saying, just throwing it out there. Mm -hmm. Got to have a quarterback. You got to have a quarterback. 
true. It's true. <laughs> With no draft picks. Yeah. And there's nobody to draft this year, right? Yeah. I mean, there's like two guys to draft. You know, we say we don't have a draft pick. We'll, we'll talk about the Seahawks. <laughs> On to the next game. The most shocking game of the week uh, in my eyes, which uh, we had so much conviction on this one, so we should have almost known that it wasn't going to happen. Arizona at Dallas. Uh, the quarter was on Arizona. We were emphatic about Dallas. Thought the route was coming. Arizona gets it done. I watched a little bit of this one, and then I was like, how, how does Dallas not score every time on these clowns? I just don't get it. Okay, so the only thing Arizona had going for them in this game was, was the defense. I watched this one wire to wire. I watched it intently. I'm, Arizona is going to be a first, a first uh, playoff game out. Um, there's no chance they're going to win. They're not any good. You're absolutely correct with Kyler Murray. He's just overrated. So that's this is the only thing about Kyler Murray and Cliff. If they had a better coach, Arizona might be a force to be reckoned with because Cliff Kingsbury does it sometimes. But Kyler Murray just faked the run and then sprint whichever way and then draw every defender and then just throw a little toss. He did it in the, down in the end zone. Uh, the, the cornerback just bailed on his assignment to go get Kyler Murray because it looked like it was just a straight QB run. No, nope, just a tight end little leak out there. You just got to utilize Kyler Murray's uh, running, but he just he can't make the throws if there's like a defense worth their weight um, to stop it. Like you, it has to be Kyler Murray's a great goal line quarterback because you've got so many options, but he is. Yeah, I don't think he's good. And, well, from the pocket as well, uh, unless if the guy's wide open or he just throws it up there and he, and he brings it down. So everything, Hopkins. everything that AJ a. green was very impressive in that game, but every time AJ green caught a, caught a pass, it was while Kyler Murray was outside of the pocket. Yeah. So, so I don't know why they just don't roll out every single play. Just, <laughs> just get them on the move. Let them, yeah. let them work. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. I saw one real interesting stat that they had. Kyler Murray has never lost at Texas stadium or whatever this AT&T stadium, whatever. Eight, it's no, called. eight, no. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. It's a home game for Kyler Murray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but six of those were in high school. So yeah. Against, <laughs> you know, probably quite <laughs> inferior opponents. Six in high school, two or one in college. Now one in the NFL. Was it one? I thought he was eight no going into it. He's eight no now. I thought he was eight no going into the game, and now would be nine and oh. Oh, maybe that is. So, did he get two in college? I think he got two in college. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. It's neither here nor there. Anyway, he's got he's he owns Jerry's World. Yeah, uh, apparently Dallas should have drafted him. They would have been the best home team and. <laughs> They'd at least have eight wins a year. <laughs> Sometimes nine. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. On to the next game, Seattle or Detroit at Seattle. You were on Seattle. Me and the quarter thought uh, Seattle doesn't win games by more than one possession. It took Detroit to get right. <laughs> That's all I can say. Yeah, I I didn't. This game wasn't on, and after I saw the score, I was like, I I can't. I can't watch this in good faith. 
Um, I just saw Richard Penny once again uh, going crazy. I don't know what Russell Wilson did. I didn't. I didn't look at any stats or anything like that. But three three tutties to uh, DK. All three to Metcalf. Yeah, who I had last week. But we <laughs> we had last week. Yeah, we were a week off. <laughs> As usual, and that's why we're at three hundred and some thousandth place. So I'm I'm reading the Seahawks beat writers about Rashad Penny, and they're all talking. You know, it all started when Adrian Peterson was signed by the team. And now Rashad Penny looks like a young Adrian Peterson just running with the reckless abandon. And they they were like, when the coaching staff is, is uh, exchanged for a new one, maybe we bring on Adrian Peterson as a consultant in the run game. Coach. Yeah. Running backs running back, coach. Running backs coach. Does he well, like Seattle? Does he like the Pacific Northwest? We, we better hope so because Rashad Penny is, is rejuvenated and his deal runs out. So what do you mean rejuvenated? He's never been juvenated. How could he be rejuvenated? <laughs> he's now he's juvenated and he's, he's looking, juvenated. <laughs> he's looking like a first round pick all of a sudden. Now that his contract's about to run out and he's gonna force Seattle to pay him, I'm sure. Well, I don't you don't pay him, right? You no, don't no, no, don't pay don't don't pay that man his money. Yeah, it was a mistake to pay Carson last year. Yeah, look, look how he's doing. Uh it's a mistake to pay a running back, period. Yeah, there's so the many of them. So yeah. many of them. Uh, the Russell Wilson thing, um, I'm still waiting for the, the hammer to drop here on Pete. It's just not occurring. So I don't know. Maybe the trade occurs. But we always say that we don't have a draft pick. We just don't have a first rounder. We have like seven picks following or nine picks, I believe. Oh, is they're stacked again this year? They're stacked. Last year, nothing. Yeah, they're completely stacked in draft picks and a lot of cap space. I think like the third or fourth most cap space. Yeah, yeah. So if you lose, okay, on the record, do you think Russell Wilson's going to be on the team next year? Uh, yeah, I do. You do. Okay, I am, I am on the opposite side of that. I believe he is gone. I believe next year is going to be just the same as this year but without Russell Wilson and then the year after that is the bounce back year with whoever our head coach. I think both he and Pete Carroll are gone next year. I just, I don't know. Something has to happen because I mean, we say that and this is the first losing season in what, 10 years. Uh, and now we're, we're calling for everybody's heads, but I think maybe they stick it out one more year to see um, if it was just a one-off and then that will be the end. Okay, so, well, then follow up is Pete. You do you think Pete's back as well? Then, yeah, I think so. Offensive coordinator as well. Yep, I think I think they let it ride um, for one more year. Maybe work on the offensive line uh, and actually spend money on the offensive line. Cap space is there. That's yeah the cap space is there i don't know that you need to spend that much on the offensive line i don't think the offensive line is that bad i think they need to they definitely need to invest in some corner play um well dj reed if he comes back i mean he's good uh i mean he's top 10 corner in the league he just is but that's only one corner yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) 
We'll see if Bobby Bobby Wagner maybe uh, he got hurt in this game. Um, I don't know if he's going to play next week, and he's nearing the end as well. Well, yeah, I mean he's had ten years as as a middle linebacker. That's really good. I mean Lofa Lofa couldn't do that. Uh, Lofa couldn't pass five years. So props to him. Yeah, he's not a bad second round pick, Hall, Hall of Famer. Of, Hall of Famer, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how they approach it. Uh, what I think they should do is maybe strip Pete of uh, final say and let Schneider be a GM and then just make Pete be the rah-rah guy. And Waldron, if he could play Detroit every week, he's really good. Detroit and Indianapolis. I think he's an absolute joke. Clearly, he had nothing to do with Los Angeles's offensive game. Well, yeah, it's McVeigh. He just he, he could smell McVeigh's farts on the sidelines. So he now must he's have just, a job. Must have just been standing around there. <laughs> and uh, that sounds good, Sean. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if Los Angeles pitched a big fit about him leaving to go to Seattle, but clearly they're like, yeah, whatever. I don't even know who Los Angeles's offensive coordinator is. I mean, I know who it is. But I don't know who the named guy is. <laughs> right, exactly. We know we know who's making the decisions there. Who's calling the plays? Exactly. He's calling every play. I, I watched enough Rams game to see him with with the headphone and the uh, and the uh, the card oh, over top. Yeah, he's he's calling out plays to him. He doesn't have to do it like like he had to with Goff, where he's like, okay, watch out for this guy. Look out for that. Guy. And then, and then it cuts off. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Audible, <laughs> audible, audible. Can, can, can. <laughs> I'm interested to see what they do, but that's what I think they should do. If they don't fire Pete, I think Pete should be gone. Like just not firing because yeah, we, we owe him the respect or whatever. Just make him resign and bring him on as a consultant. If you really care about his opinion so much. Yeah, I don't know how much if Pete wants to to start over again somewhere else, or if he would just kind of maybe maybe move up to a front office, you know, have some kind of figurehead type uh, position. And I don't, I don't know. It's got to. I get maybe we're just too spoiled, you know. <laughs> I mean that is, I, ten years. This is the first. This is the first losing season. I mean, it did go super bad, and the last like probably four years, you know that. They're winning in spite of a lot of bonehead decisions. Well, that's I mean, been that's been the last few years, though. Yeah. You know, well, that's what so. I said. Like the last four years has been them winning in spite of just a bunch of bonehead decisions. Yeah. Or just playing out of their head. Well, that's where the raw rock comes into it. It's a lot of playing out, playing above your skill level and and balls falling your, you know, bouncing your way and. Yeah. And things like that. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm curious to see how they approach it. On to the next game. Carolina at New Orleans division matchup. We were on New Orleans. The coin was on Carolina. Uh New Orleans. I would they win by eight. Honestly, I don't know. I had no interest um, in this one. I just quick looked at the uh at the CBS app right before we uh we went to record. Uh, just to see who won this game and whether or not they covered the spread so I could make a circle and a line. Um, sure enough. <laughs> that's it. 
<laughs> we caught the victory on this one. On to the next game, Minnesota at Green Bay. We made the pick before the news came out. We were on Minnesota. The coin was on Green Bay. I imagine our tune would change if we uh, would have made the pick on Saturday. Yeah, no, I have the first question that I had for or that I have for you, and I'm assuming that you laid off on this, but after you heard that Cousins wasn't going to play, did you put money into it? No, I did not. Okay. I assumed that was going to be the case, but I just wanted to, to clarify that. Now, my second question is, if he played, do you think it would have mattered? Yes, I do. I think it would have been way different. You think they would have covered? I think they would have covered and possibly won outright. Green Bay's, the, I mean, they're the number one seed for a reason, and they don't even have to play the last week. They, um, Adams is on a different level right now. Um, yes, with yes, Rogers. <laughs> they're there. It's like they're, this is like they have some kind of telecommunication, some kind of, uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous what they're doing out there. I don't know that. I don't know that it would have made that because I'm, I'm like, is, is Kirk cousins worth 20 points or whatever, whatever the, I don't know what the final score was 37 to 10, I believe. And that's just because it was cold and green Bay wanted to get out of there. Otherwise they probably could have scored 50. Okay. So, but the question is if Kirk cousins is there, they're going to cover, they're going to, he's going to make up 20. He's going to make up 20 points. Well, you sustain drives and you, you bleed the clock a little more, keep Rogers off the field a little bit more. All right. I guess Mannion did go like I, at one point, I think I heard Tarico say, or was it Tarico? No, it was the Monday night game. So I guess it would have been Levy. I think I heard him say that's on, that's another three and out <laughs> exactly. four in a row or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, I'm glad I did not watch this one. I had it on. Didn't watch it. <laughs> on to the next game, the final game, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. Oh, it would have been Tarico. It would have been Tarico, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you were on Cleveland. Me and the coin were on Pittsburgh, Ben Roethlisberger, and Baker Mayfield. Not a quarterback uh, matchup I care to watch. Well, next year, you're not going to have to watch it. Neither one of them is going to be on this team. Um, Big Ben is going to retire. Yeah, he had a heartfelt uh, exit interview. Uh, he should have retired two years ago. Um, Baker Mayfield is just not it. I, d- I don't care how injured you are. He just makes a lot of poor decisions, but a lot of you, he's thrown three interceptions in a game, like four or five times this year. That's not this. That's not today's NFL. Yeah. You can't it, be doing that. Your completion yeah. percentage should be around 70 at this point. Right. If nobody can touch a wide receiver and, Granted, um, he's had injuries all around him as well as himself, but he makes throws that you're like, what are you doing? Just throw it, just throw it away. Let's live to play another down. And he tries to force him in there. He's just, he just doesn't make, he doesn't make smart decisions on the football field. That's why I think he's not extra. This this is just a pure testament to the coach that Mike Tomlin is never had a losing season. I believe it's 18 in a row now. Had a boy. Coach him up. And he dealt with Antonio Brown on his team with Le'Veon Bell and Ben Roethlisberger. 
I mean, that's extreme talent though. So he, he knows how to manage people, but you've seen him in a press conference, right? (laughs) Or you've just seen him on the sidelines, right? Are you going to, if he says, all right, knock it off. Right. Yeah. You're You're probably going to you're going to knock it off. He scares the living shit out of you just by looking at you. It was like when I was six years old and dad would look, look up in the rearview mirror in the car when you're farting around in the back seat. All right. I'll stop now. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Mike Tomlin is. He just takes control. So yeah, he, 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 he can coach them up and Pittsburgh's just a stable organization. It doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that he's got 18 years. It surprises me that he's been coaching for 18 years already. Yeah. Cause Cowher retired after the Seahawks Super Bowl. That was Super Bowl 40. 2004. That sounds right. Yeah. So it's, it's maybe it's 16 years. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where has the time gone? Good for them though. Good for them. Yeah. Tom, Tomlin's Tomlin's as good a coach as the day is long. We are nice. just two idiots talking. Download, rate, subscribe. That's the Tuesday evening show happening on Tuesday. Get at us on the social media at just two idiots talking on Instagram. Just two idiots talking at yahoo.com. Let Ken know just how fantastic his golf DFS lineup is. I can I feel the I feel the hundred thousand in golf. We're gonna we're gonna take it. We got one more week to do it in the NFL. We'll take it in golf. Stop recording. There you have it.